On this episode of Come Pray With Me, I interview Reverend Dr. Jonathan L. Weaver from Greater Mount Nebo, African Methodist Episcopal Church. He will be sharing the church's history and the influence it has on the work that they do today. Thank you so much for being on the show today. It's a pleasure to have you as our guest. Glad to be with you, Sarah. So could you tell us a little bit about the history behind the church and how it was founded? The church is now, oh my goodness, 145 years old, dating to 1877. That's very impressive. Yeah, it was founded by a group of three men in particular who wanted to have a house of worship in that area uh, near what we call Mitchellville, but it's now of uh, Maryland, and uh, began with those small beginnings. The Bible even tells us, do not despise small beginnings. And so it was indeed a log cabin, and uh, those men and women that became a part of that original congregation, uh, enjoyed life in that uh, worship facility. It was in 1924 that the log cabin uh, went out of existence and they built a more permanent structure. And we utilized uh, that facility all the way until 1984, uh, 60 years house at a modest wooden building and then we moved from there and we uh, built or the congregation did before I got there a brick building where they stayed for about five years but we ran out of space we were then in a temporary location for about seven years until we have gotten to the point of our current location since 2004. Well that's incredible So what does it mean to be an African Methodist Episcopal Church? Good question. Um, It is uh, the awareness that this denomination was born out of protest. There is an extreme social theology that is surrounding the creation of the African Methodist Episcopal Church. And uh, as a result of that, Um, What happened was that in 1787, in November of that year, um, we started uh, the small group of African-Americans were worshiping at St. George's Methodist Church in Philadelphia, but they were relegated to a second-class status. As a matter of fact, they were relegated to what were described by some as the nigger pews. They're in the balcony. And on one particular Sunday, there were people that uh, wanted to worship and pray at the altar. I'm talking about some of the African-Americans. A white usher came to them and said, you must get up because there are some others, meaning whites, that wanted to come to the altar to pray. And as a result of that, one of the African-Americans said, we will leave and trouble you no more. They had had to endure all kinds of indignities uh, over the period of time. And so as a result of that, uh, that small band of African-Americans that were at the altar left 
One of them happened to be Richard Allen. It really wasn't until 1816 that the denomination became incorporated, but we recognize our genesis, if you will, to that event in 1787. We now have African Methodist Episcopal churches in over 35 countries around the world with approximately 1.5 million people here in the United States and about another half million outside of the United States. That's definitely quite the story. And it's interesting to see all the different roles that these churches have played, not just in uh, Maryland history, but in American history. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt. Uh, we played a significant role, if you will, in uh, the South African uh, anti-apartheid movement, also had been very supportive uh, in the independence movement and other African nations, and certainly the church has been greatly involved in, obviously, national politics as well. What are some of the ways, like, uh, currently that you embody those values you were founded on? I know you do a lot of uh, community outreach programs. We are involved, for example, even right now, of course, with the political situation in this country. Uh, we are very, very involved in uh, political affairs, urging people to, number one, register to vote and to vote and to encourage uh, congregations around uh, the United States to engage in voter registration, go to the polls, primaries, but also we're concerned about other social uh, issues such as social injustice uh, that is a concern to those of us within the AME Church. Uh, a wide variety of ways in which we're engaged in outreach programs and ministries to change the lives of people. Even at our local church, for example, domestic violence is a major concern for us. And so through our women's ministry and our men's ministry, we have been supporting and providing support for women and men in that regard. But the list goes on. But those are just a few of the things that we do uh, in order to affect change in the lives of people. For us, we strongly believe that if you're going to be a member of the Christian faith, it has to be far more than preaching and going to worship on a Sunday morning. But what about those other 24 hours a day, six days a week? We ought to be about affecting change. The Bible says, be ye more than a hearer of the word, but a doer of the word. So what are ways that people can get involved with and support some of your programs? Well, I'd be happy to share that with you. Um, for example, I did not mention our global outreach, which is most significant. What we've done in that area, for example, we have been actively engaged in ministries in several African nations. For example, we have been involved in medical missions projects in three countries of Africa, the Democratic Republic of Africa, Democratic Republic of Congo, Rwanda, Malawi, but also in Haiti. And so for a number of years, uh, every year, we had a two-week trip to countries like the ones that I just mentioned, where we would literally have doctors and nurses and people of goodwill that would go with us. We have now actually provided medical care for over 27,000 people since 2012 with those annual two-week trips. Out of that uh, developed 
through our local contacts in the AME churches in those countries, but specifically in Congo, they were inspired to want to create a school. And that school now bears my name. It was established in 2016 with 85 students. That school now has in the easternmost city of Congo called Goma, 950 students. 25% of the students are orphans. The other 75% are the children of refugees. And so given the economy in Congo, they would not be able to therefore raise the money to cover the expenses of teachers and school supplies, et cetera. And so that's one of the things that we've done. And I must say that it has proven to be such a profound change in the lives of those children. Uh, since 2016, every sixth grade class must take what is called a national exam. And if they do not pass that national exam, that ends their formal education. But I am so proud to say that since the inception of the school, every year, every student within our sixth grade has passed that exam. We've now had children to go on to colleges and universities, but also to be gainfully employed. And these are some of the more vulnerable children in that community. Every year we've been supportive of, even now, years later, Hurricane Katrina survivors, but also the global ministry as well. We wanna be able to let people know that indeed for us, it may not be that we change the world, but we've learned that we can change somebody's world. Well, that's incredible. That's amazing work that you do. Could you tell us more about some of the events you have coming up, like Men Living Greater in Wellness and the Word and the WOW Walk in Love? Yes, as a matter of fact, tonight at seven o'clock, uh, we are going to be blessed with having uh, Dr. Jendeo Grady, uh, I know him, he's a wonderful, wonderful Christian therapist, and he's going to be sharing with men, uh, anybody that wants to call in. And by the way, it won't be too late, depending upon when the podcast occurs, uh, but even if it's after the podcast, they will be able to go back and hear the recording. So people could certainly call to the church to get that additional information at 301-249-7545. Uh, but yes, that's going to take place tonight. Uh, regrettably, there are too many men who shy away from getting uh, not only physical care, but certainly when you're starting to talk about psychological issues. But my goodness, because of COVID, because of just the overall climate in this country right now, that's caused a lot of people, female and male, that are emotionally distressed. So I would say that I would encourage any man to be able to contact us and hear that tonight and then walk in love. Our women's ministry is going to be doing that this coming Saturday. And it's going to be an opportunity for women to become even more empowered and physically healthy. And so again, they could call the, con call the church in order to get the additional information about that. And then in August, we're going to be having a major, major event which we are entitling the Pan-African Family Reunion. It's welcome to anybody that desires to come. It's going to be held 
on the outside of the church, on our grounds. We sit on 90 acres, so we've got plenty of, of uh, space to make that happen. And we would encourage anybody that would like to indeed call us again, and we could certainly send them the detailed information. But that's going to be on Saturday, August the 27th from 12 to 4. Well, those sound amazing, and that's definitely something to uh, look forward to. Could you tell us a bit more about the role music has played in the church throughout the years? Oh, my goodness. Uh, music is an integral part of the worship experience the church always has, uh, particularly within the African-American tradition. Uh, many of our songs are songs filled with a great deal of emotion because it's really threaded through the history of African-Americans. But for us, uh, we make sure that indeed that is a major part and parcel of the worship experience on a Sunday morning. We have literally five different choirs. We have one for the smaller children called the Sunbeams, and then we have the young adult choir. We have the Majestic Voices. We've got the Brotherhood Choir. And then we have a choir called One Voice, which is really a combination of all of those choirs coming together at one time. But yes, uh, mu music is used to encourage people, to uplift people, to inspire people. And that's a major part of the lyrics that you will find within the framework of the music that we sing uh, there at Greater Mount Nebo AME Church. Well, that's just incredible. And that's so fun, too. I used to do uh, choir a lot when I was younger, and it was always such a good experience for me. Could you tell us a little bit about how uh, you use prayer in your own life? And if you have any prayers you'd like to share with our audience today, you're welcome to do so. Prayer is so fundamental to my life. I start each day as soon as I wake up. That is the very first thing that I do is to indeed make an emphatic statement to the Lord to say, Lord, thank you that you enabled me to wake up. Within the black church tradition, it used to be that people would say, over the night, God allowed me to sleep in my bed and it did not become my cooling board, meaning that I didn't die over the night. And so I constantly, repeatedly, consistently make sure that I'm grateful to the Lord when I wake up in the morning and I spend some time in reflection and in study of God's word because at about 5.45, I'm beginning in earnest, an early morning prayer call. And I've been doing this now for 11 years. We have people throughout the United States that are calling this particular number in which they will then be able to receive a brief meditation from me at about four minutes after six, and then with a concluding prayer at about 6.14. We've been doing this now Monday through Saturday uh, for the last 11 years. A few years ago, we added to it another time at one o'clock, Monday through Saturday, to do the same thing. But it really is something that is very fundamental to my life. In that quiet time, I can feel his presence and so that is something that is a part of my daily life that allows me to, therefore, no matter the trials that I've got to deal with, 
the kinds of issues that I may have to confront. And yes, some of the people that I may have to deal with, it enables me to know that with God inside of me, I can handle those situations in a way that is well-pleasing to him. Thank you for sharing that. Is there anything else you'd like to talk about on the show today? Well, I would say, I hope and pray that people would recognize that uh, when you think about your life, you ought not simply see it as, in a selfish way, your life. But it ought to be that you recognize that there is a purpose to your life. And how do you identify and to discover that purpose? Through prayer, through meditation, seeking answers from the Lord. And I submit to you that people that understand their purpose are people that are leading a far more productive, meaningful life, rather than for people to say, what do you want to be when you grow up? That's not the question to ask. So I would say to people that even if you have troubles right now in your life, I'll give you a good example of what I'm talking about. I guess it was a couple of months ago. I had someone to call me and ask me how I was doing. And I said, well, you know, I'm doing okay under the circumstances. Sarah, I was stopped when the person said, oh, so you're living under your circumstances? And I had to think about that. Wait a minute. Does that mean I'm living under COVID? I'm living under gasoline costing now $6 per gallon? And I had to recognize, wait a minute. The Bible that I read tells me that God will supply all of my need according to his riches and glory. That if indeed I wait upon the Lord, he will renew my strength. He will make me more than a conqueror. So, Sarah, I would say to your audience, get to the point where you're appropriating the word of God so that when people ask you how you're doing, you can tell them, I'm living above my circumstances. If you would like to learn more about Greater Mount Nebo, African Methodist Episcopal Church, and attend some of the events mentioned in this podcast, you can visit their website at www.gmnebo.org.